welcome to another edition of Bolton In. All thanks to Palmer Bed. I'm on the road as well this week, but so are these two absolute superstars of the sport. I'm speaking of Shane Anderson, all the way from Copenhagen. How are you, big fella? Oh, Matty, good to be with you again. More importantly, good to be with our other mate here, Adam McGrath, who certainly is on the road. Uh, this is quite staggering, Adam. Good to see you, my friend. Yeah, great to be with you both uh, on the road uh, over here in Brazil at the moment. So I uh, had to put the Palmer Bet fans first, of course, do some late night shifts, but uh, great to be joining you both. Mate, unbelievable. Seriously, uh, Shane, we think that we've got good lives, but how good is Adam McGrath, Trevor? Las Vegas one week, Los Angeles another, now he's in Brazil. He's absolutely low-flying. Yeah, I think we've got a new nickname for him. I think we'll have to go with the Stumber King or something. I can just see him sort of, you know, <laughs> rolling his way through the streets in Brazil with a little bit of rumba samba as the music's playing. But uh, good, good to see you're still able to join us, Adam. Uh, putting some some time aside to uh, to hopefully find some uh, some more winners. Uh, you're in good form last weekend. Yeah, thanks, Shane. Well, I've learned I can't dance very well, so I thought I'd better stay to the horse racing and uh, leave it to the to professionals there, like Amelia's Jewel, to uh, get the job done. But no, it's uh, been great to uh, be over here, as we said, and certainly looking forward to diving into this weekend. Some really good racing again, isn't it? Certainly uh, is. I want to steal I- your thunder, Matty, because I need to give you a massive pat on the back. Last week, <laughs> Archo Nacho, massive push, $11. Unbelievable. Well done. Nice work, Matty. Hey, uh, Ma- Matty Laurie, Benny Mellon, boys. Uh, sometimes you get it right. It's like throwing darts at the dartboard sometimes, as you both know, but sometimes you get it right. Hence, I'm down here at Crown Towers, boys. Just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> nacho, nacho. <laughs> no, bet responsibly. Uh, bet responsibly. And always to remember what you could be really doing, like staying at Crown or something. But, hey, <laughs> hey, listen, well done to both you boys too. Uh, Amelia's Jewel, uh, you know, there was a few little question marks. You know, people didn't know how the track was going to race, but absolutely huge victory last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? Uh, we saw just, I think, uh, her brilliance come to the fore there. I think she was still just going around in second gear, to be honest. Uh, as we sort of mentioned in the preview, I know all three of us were really keen on it. Didn't think the draw was going to be a, a massive issue. If anything, I think it was a, a real big benefit. Just allowed her to get the cobwebs out without having to worry about luck and weaving through passages. Love that she could get to the outside. Damien Lane could get a proper feel of her. I think only whipped her once or twice. It was a real hands and heels and let's just see what's under the hood here. And you can see that cheeky little Damien Lane grin that we often see when he knows he's on a good one past the post. And that was very evident to be watching. So, Great story. I loved all of the media that we saw from Simon Miller, and that's what he offers to racing. I mentioned that going into the run, that uh, he's a great guy and he certainly deserves a Group 1 on a big stage, whether it's Melbourne or Sydney. Talks are now that they'll head towards the Cox Plate. I know they really want to be winning that race, but she was super, and I'm so excited to see what she can do for the rest of this spring. Yeah, yeah you're fascinating watching her. Yeah, fascinating watching her, Maddie. Sorry to mean to cut you off there. Um, just... It was one of those races where you could tell after the first sort of 50 metres, 100 metres, you didn't want to be anywhere else, even if she is covering ground back in the field. For a a first-up run for what is going to be a a fairly bold and adventurous spring carnival, she ticked the box in every way. She looked enormous. Like, she looked absolutely outstanding, even though I'm sort of watching on, on, on screen from the other side of the world. But visually, she looked great. The way she raced, travelled beautifully, as Adam said, you know, she was always within herself. And when Damien Lane asked her for the supreme effort, she just cruised by them. Now, the margin wasn't sort of massive on the line, but the authority was clearly there. 
The tests are only going to get stronger, but based on what we saw first up, she looks well and truly on her way to to measuring up. So I think super exciting. Uh, I suppose we need to talk about some of the other races on the card. I mean, Mr. Brightside, um, I know I went against him last week. Um, Yeah, he is flying. This horse, I think David Hayes has come out in the press today to suggest that they're going to even get him to Hong Kong for maybe the international meeting in December. But who can stop him in that middle distance mile sort of range in Australia at the moment? Clearly nothing because uh, he was dominant. That that win was unbelievable. I was pretty confident with Alligator Blood and sort of as I'm watching the race unfold, thinking oh, he might be able to steal the prize here. But once Mr Brightside wound up, he went straight past him, Matty. Yeah, pre- pretty impressive. Uh, you know, and well done to the, the Hayes brothers. You know, I think there was a lot of pressure on them early days. They were saying, you know, they're going to live up to, to granddad and dad and all that kind of stuff. But but ads, you know, their training partnership has been enormous. They've got a couple of cracking uh, young horses coming through as well. It's uh, pretty exciting. And, uh, yeah, I love – it's just a, a great name. I love the killers. Um, it's like a cult figure at the moment. I don't think there's, uh, there's any better middle-distance horse in the country, let alone probably the world at the moment. Yeah, I think you're right. And we heard Craig Williams say after the race, it was probably the easiest group one he's ever uh, won. And look, I was thinking the same as you, Shane, when watching it. I know you were on Alligator Blood and I was pretty happy with the position. And Mr. Brightside, I thought Alligator Blood's had this way too easy. This is a textbook, Ollie Ride. He's going to kick away. And I mean, the horse did nothing wrong, but Mr. Brightside just way too good when we get to that mile. So super impressive win, uh, as you mentioned as well, Maddie. And we talked about in the previous show, there definitely was that pressure on the Hayes boys. And this has probably been their pinup horse, but they've got so many coming through now. And that's where the confidence has come. So all of them are stepping out. They're seeing that growth, seeing the maturity, the placement as well. They're willing to go to Sydney, willing to travel to country tracks as well and uh, getting some really good results. And very excited to see where this horse as well goes through preparation, as you said, especially if it can go to the world stage. Hey, listen, uh, gents, let's have a look at the Group 1s this weekend. Golden Rose over the 1400 Rose Hill Race 8 on Saturday. Uh, the market, all thanks to Palmerbet Cylinder for Team Godolphin at four dollars sixty is our favourite. Shinzo from the Waller Camp at five fifty. First up, Charmstone, the Victorian Raider at six bucks. King Colorado at seven dollars. Militarise at nine bucks. End Cap at nine fifty. Moravia at thirteen dollars, and Libertad at fifteen dollars. I'll start with you, Adam McGrath. What's your thoughts on the Golden Rose this weekend? My thoughts is it's going to be a very good race and I think it's going to be very even from what we saw the other week with a lot of these horses uh, coming out of the same event which Cylinder did win. So I do think that's a a nice little form line, the run to the rose, but I'm also uh, not going to be silly again and ignore a horse that wasn't in that and that was King Colorado. Obviously Shane picked that out last preparation up there in Queensland and we all saw how devastating that performance was. Look, I thought the run uh, in the wing stakes was brewing in weight for raise, didn't have a lot of luck, got a little bit cleared. And this is a three-year-old colt we're talking about. I think it needs that room. It needs that space to get out and really let down. For those that haven't watched the trial, I'd strongly encourage you to go do so since this horse's turn of foot is just absolutely electric. So I think Jason Collett uh, now back in this type of age group on a good track, second up where it's one from one. 1,400 metres, I don't think there's any excuses, so I'm happy to be with King Colorado. My only concern is maybe second up, staying at the 1,400 metres. This horse might want that mile, and maybe a horse like Cylinder, who's tucked up, can just sprint uh, a little bit better late. But I'll be going with King Colorado there. And my value bet would be Nadal. I thought this horse was really good uh, in the run to the Rose as well. Comes from the same stable, the Mara Eustace. Zachy Lloyd takes a ride. I'm a big fan of uh, the way that he's been progressing and the opportunities he's been getting as well. Uh, maiden wins a third in the run of the rows, second fastest last six to four, four to two and two to finish. 
1,400 metres. I can't see why it can't perform well at a big price as well. I think it's over the odds at the moment. Beautiful. Show note. Yeah, great analysis, uh, Adam. Um, I, I've got it down to three principal chances. Uh, as Adam's top selection, King Colorado, I'm a big fan of him. I really like Shinzo, and I love the run of Militarise first up. So I'm just shying away from the favourite cylinder at the moment. I've settled on Shinzo being my best. Uh, principal reasons, uh, the raps coming out from the Waller camp uh, about Shinzo and what their expectations are for him this spring are pretty enormous. Now, he's got to break all sorts of history. Uh, for old people like myself, history does dictate in a lot of ways. Uh, he'll become the first <laughs> horse to win a Golden Slipper, Golden Rose in the same calendar year. The Philly Forensics did it back in the EI era where the Golden Rose was shifted to the autumn because Sydney didn't have racing through that spring uh, with equine influenza. So he's got all sorts of history against him. But what I love the most about him is that trial we saw the other day, which was on August 11, few weeks back now, uh, August 11, whereby he was up against Zaki in a trial over 900 metres at uh, at Rose Hill, travelled just powerfully all the way through. And once he got a little split in the home straight, he went through his gears and breezed home. The last 600, something like 33.73, did it on his ear. All of his track work since has been A1. Ryan Moore's coming into town. I like the fact that he's drawn out in barrier number 10 because I think that'll allow Ryan to have him sort of midfield, maybe a little bit worse. I think the tempo will be strong. And I can just see right down the outside, Shinzo breezing over the top of his rivals to win. He's got an ambitious program, Golden Rose, the Everest, the Coolmore Stud Stakes. If he can win those three, he's probably going to be the most expensive horse in Australia if he's not there already. So the beautifully bred Shinzo, the Golden Slipper winner, is my best. Like Adam... I think the stables, uh, I know Adam went Ma Eustace for his best in value. I'm going Waller, best in value. I put Militarise as the main threat. I love the fact he's drawn a soft barrier gate too. We saw him do that when he won one of his group ones during the Autumn Carnival in the uh, the size produce. He just gets a nice, cheap, sort of sucky run midfield. I think if the gaps come his way in the straight, he'll really fly late. Loved his run when he was the widest in the straight and the run to the rows, beating three parts of a length first up. I think he'll come on from that. Big uh, fan of King Colorado, as Adam mentions. They're my three, but I've got Shinzo as my best. Five fifty, happy with that. Militarize the value nine dollars. I think it's going to be a fabulous race. Hey, I think you're absolutely spot on, and I'm with you with Shinzo, uh, Shano, for what it's worth. Underwood Stakes, uh, Caulfield, of course, over the eighteen hundred meters, uh, and the market all thanks to Palmer Bet. Alligator Blood at three thirty is our favourite on the backup from last week. Without a fight at four dollars sixty, attrition. From the Mitchy Freeman Yard, good run first up, seven fifty. Tuvalu, uh, eight dollars fifty. Jamie Carr steps on board for the first time. Sulkham uh, at ten dollars. Lindemann at twelve dollars. Right, you are at nineteen dollars. Duais at twenty one dollars. Now, interesting here. Uh, Blake Shin chose to ride Sulkham over Tuvalu, uh, so Jamie Carr gets that opportunity. He doesn't ride a lot of horses for uh, for Lindsay Smith either. Shane, I'm going to start with you here. What's your thoughts uh, in the Underwood Stakes? Well, I thought Alligator Blood did more than enough last week uh, to be beaten by Mr. Brightside runner-up. He had a margin over the rest of his rivals in that race in the Maccabi Diva. Quick backup, I loved, to 1,800 metres. Now, he won this race last year with yep. his run at Sandown. It's now at Caulfield. The 1,800 metres at Caulfield, I think, will really suit him. He's drawn midfield. He'll go straight forward, as we know. I think he can control the race from the front. Uh, I'd expect him to lead again. And with Damien Oliver in the saddle, I think Alligator Blood just might be uh, a bit too strong for them. So $3.30, that's around the price that I thought we'd be getting uh, when the market's open. So I'm pretty satisfied with him. 
And I'm pretty confident he'll win. Uh, I, I do like, you know, it's talked about last week. I thought he'd win last week, beaten by Mr. Brightside. Nothing wrong with that. I think he's going to progress naturally, uh, fitness-wise, and just be where Gabe Waterhouse and Adrian Bott want him. So alligator blood, the clear best for me in the Underwood. My value runner, I am denied about this because I was pretty keen. I thought Sulkin might be able to present, you know, a big run in, in this. But I've gone with Lindemann, uh, mainly from the draw. Um, Hugh Bowman rides for Waller. I think, Maddie, you said about $12 uh, in the markets yep. there. There were plenty of excuses for him first up in the Wink Stakes, but he progressed from that, and I thought he ran really well in the Chelmsford when a close-up fourth went on speed. I'm hoping uh, Hugh might get him out of the barriers and have him fairly handy to the pace from his good draw barrier number three. And the each way at $12, he's one of those sort of one-the-wind, three-unit-to-place type betting scenarios to mine, but I think he'll run really well. So my best alligator blood, the value Lindemann. But again, I think it's going to be a really good race, and we're going to learn a lot more about some of the bigger races for the spring through the Underwood. Love it, mate. Ads, what's your thoughts, buddy? Yeah, look, I think what Shane just said there, that closing statement is what I sort of really went through when I was doing the form. We're going to learn a lot about uh, these horses moving forward. And for that reason, I've just decided to go with winners. Uh, and I'm going to go with without a fight. It's a horse that I ended up tipping last time in, in that group two. And it's a really strong performance. Mark Zara is two from two on this horse. 20 lifetime starts, nine wins, seven other top three finishes running the top three uh, all that time. It's just showing that consistency. I was a little bit worried where he gets when I was doing the math, but again, the speed that Alligator Blood's going to put in this and the other tempo I expect in this race, you can really see them going along at a nice tempo and uh, without a fight, winding up nicely. Just, just need that speed and need them to run on, but I think so. If they can do that, I think this horse is going to be right in it in the finish. If not, we'll be uh, continuing to follow it, moving it forward, but pretty confident it'll run well again with that turn of foot. And my value one was Solcom. Uh, Shane mentioned that he, was, he looked at it and thought it was definitely a chance. Thought the listed win was very impressive. We see with these Frankel Gallopers, and again, Shane, you watch so much of the European racing as well. They really start to come in their own around these five year, years of age. And I'm expecting Solcom to just continue to improve and impress for Chris Waller. Blake Shin takes a ride, as you alluded to. Maddie would have been a tough decision there. It's all just ticking the box that everybody thinks this horse is low flying. Five wins from the 12 starts up to the 1800. Speed in the race suits as well. So happy to be on it each way. Beautifully done, boys. Yeah, the rest of it. Cards, uh, what are we liking around the country, boys? Uh, I'm happy to stay at Caulfield, Batty. Um, yep, I think uh, there's a horse going around in race number eight, which is the MRC Foundation Cup. Uh, Adam might know a fair bit about this horse. The name is uh, Alaskan God, trained by a very, very good trainer out uh, in uh, Western Australia in uh, Daniel Morton. Jamie Carr takes a ride. This horse has had three runs so far this campaign, and they've all been, I think, very, very good for a race like this. Uh, it was first up over 1,400 metres at Belmont, progressed then to 1,600 metres when runner-up at Belmont before what I thought was a really, really good run when a fairly close-up fifth in the fee in a Group 2 level. Now, first emergency, so we've got to hope that uh, Alaskan God gets a run, but I can just see Jamie Carr sort of having a, a soft run, sort of midfield, maybe a little bit worse than midfield in a race that should be run at a good, strong, solid tempo. And I think fourth up into the campaign, 2,000 metres, perfect trip for it. So I'm happy to play Alaskan God as my uh, sort of off the beaten track, even though I was sticking to Caulfield uh, selection. I really do like it. And I think it's a horse that we could see progress to some much better races uh, later on in the spring. Beautiful, mate. Ads, what about you, buddy? Staying in Caulfield, race eight, number 17, Alaskan God, a horse I know a little bit about. <laughs> 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 I haven't spoke great. to Shane at all. 
Yeah, had not spoken to Shane at all about this. Uh, look, I actually, I was so impressed with the run at Mooney Valley because I didn't think it was going to suit the horse. And that was my big takeaway from this. Jamie Carr's ridden so well for Daniel Morton, whether it's been in Perth, whether it's been in South Australia, in Victoria as well. From uh, inside draw, if this horse just gets that nice little suck up with the speed, it's got an electric turn of foot and this horse can win this and win this quite nicely. So I think it's a really good each way bet. Uh, Alaskan God. The other one that I was interested in, and Maddie, I know you're probably keeping a close eye on this as well. The Guineas Prelude is going to be a great race. A step party, V8 going head to head. I know step party uh, for a pull push got undefeated. V8 probably could be undefeated. Only defeat was a heavy nine uh, in Sydney as well. I think V8 can run a nice race here. I love this horse over 1400 metres. So I'm probably just leaning that way despite. Uh, I know Step Party being the favourite and the horse that's got all of the hype, but V8 for me, I just think this is a serious, serious animal. We're going to see it run some really good races. So I'm actually going to stay at Caulfield for both of mine as well and uh, be looking at that quaddy very closely come the weekend. I love it. And uh, I'm actually joining you there, Ads, on Maddie's must-haves for this week. Uh, I'm with V8 as well. Uh, I did interview uh, Holly McKechnie during the week from the Pushka Yard, and she did say that uh, their party is absolutely fine. She said it's uh, it's actually shocking when you've got to get off him and go ride other horses in the stable. She said he just feels like a Rolls Royce. But I, I just I reckon you're right. I reckon V8 could be an absolute out and out star. And I reckon their party is going to be the same. But I just got the feeling, I just reckon a strong 1,400 metres, uh, and, and the McAvoys, I reckon, have got this horse absolutely primed. So I'm going to play around V8 as well to uh, to upset uh, the party and step party. Um, but I'm also keen on that race for number 11, one from the Lindsay Smith Yard, Yellow Sam, at about $4.60. Um, we're a move penal, take the ride. Barrier 10 won't matter. It's going to get back. It'll charge through the line. It was really good last start, and I reckon uh, it's a massive chance as well. So that's the two plays I'm going to go with, boys. So fingers crossed uh, for the Palmer Vet Bolton in followers, we can get a uh, little fill-up or something for the weekend. Well, you, it's you always started nice when our tips. Okay. Adam, I was just going to say, uh, Matty started well with Archo Nacho. You were in cracking form last week with uh, Mr. Brightside and also uh, the Wonder Mare from the West Amelia's Jewels. So uh, hopefully the momentum can continue on uh, through this week. I like it when we overlap with this no discussion. This is good fire, positivity <laughs> here. I like it going into the weekend. Hey, listen, download the Palmer Bed app. Uh, it is a really, really easy app to navigate around. Uh, as we always say, though, gamble responsibly and always think about what you can be really gambling with. Fantastic weekend of racing, boys. It only starts getting better from here. It is going to be absolutely sensational. And as always, from Brazil, Adam McGrath, we say goodbye to you. And from Copenhagen, we say goodbye to Shane Anderson. Great to talk as always, boys. Have a wonderful weekend. See you next week, guys. See you, guys. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.